It was kind of fun this morning. Uh, I started off with the, uh, we, we started off with the first time we did a Spanish small group this morning before service, and, and we were talking about family. And I don't know about you, but there is a certain way that the Cologne family does things. And if you're wondering, uh, who is the Cologne family? That is my family. <laughs> my name is Louis Cologne, and the Colognes do things in certain ways, right? And, and it's an interesting thing because when you get married, someone gets married, one of the things that often happens is that the one spouse thinks, well, my family does it this way, and so doesn't everyone do it that way? And so we try to tell and talk to our spouse about, hey, we do it this way. Don't want, this is the way the colognes do it. Um, how about you give that a shot? Why don't you do it this way? And then it was interesting because when I married uh, Amy, uh, she comes from the Trezise family, and there are some things that the Trezise family, yeah, that's cool. Thank you, Lord. There's some things that the Trezise family does in, in a certain way that they go about their business that is different than the colognes. Imagine that. How is that possible? Not better or worse, just different, amen? And so each family has its own way of doing things, and so oftentimes if if uh, Amy is over at my parents and, and we're having a celebration and she might ask, oh, why do you do that that way? And I say, well, we do it this way because of this, because of that, and because of the other. That's why we do it. And if I'm over at her family's, I'll just be like, uh, what's going on here? And her family is really cool. Like we had a gathering the other day and it was, you know, I thought as a family gathering and for, for us, family gatherings in the Cologne house, we just go somewhere, we sit down and we eat, bless the Lord. Amen? That's basically what a family gathering is for the clones. But for the, the Trezise family, it's a little different. So we get there, and Dad Trezise, Amy's mom, uh, uh, Amy's dad, I'm sorry, had literally developed a golf course all around his house. And each one of us got into teams, and we literally, he had clubs and, and little golf balls, and we had to go through this tournament to see who was going to win. And after that, bless the Lord, then we can eat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Each family has a different way of doing things. Now, it's, it's just different. It's just the way that it is. And it would be not right if I said to Carol, Carol, you're going to hang at my house. Well, you got to, from now on, you got to do things the way that I say. Or if I say to someone that's my guest, no, no, you have to adjust to my way. So if you really want to be right, if you want to do it the correct way, you got to do it my way. And it also wouldn't be right if you asked me to do that for you. Well, in the book of Galatians, the, the people of Israel, the Jewish believers of Jesus that belonged to the, the family of God were now converted to Christianity. They believed in Jesus, but then they started talking to these people called the Galatians and wanting them to do it the way that they do it. The Jewish people said, no, 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 the, this is how you have to do it. And here's what, it, what, what informed some of their decisions about how a true follower of God does things. Well, the first thing is they had, this is my official representation of Abraham. Now, just so that you know, Abraham had a head, praise God, and arms and all that. But I'm just, I'm just putting him up here as it, just so I can signal. If you, when you think of this guy, think of Abraham. Say, hi, Abraham. Hi. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say, hi, Abraham. Hi. All right, so here he is. So make sure you, uh, after service, you can say hi to Abraham and and, uh, and, and say hello. And so this right here is, uh, represents, it's actually the Holy Scriptures. And uh, I got it from, a, from a, a garage sale, I think. But I just love the little Jewish uh, signal under there. This is going to represent 
the, the Torah or the law. Say the law. Okay, so this is going to represent the law. And so we have, we have who? Who's this? And this is the law. Say the law. And then finally we're going to end with the cross of Christ. Uh, the cross of Christ. I, I actually tried before service to put it over here, but it just didn't work very well. And so we're going to go one, two, three, and just stay with me as we go along. But here's what the Jewish family said to the Gentile family, to the non-Jewish family. They said, no, no, no. We have a covenant, a way we do things, because God spoke to Abraham, who was the first Hebrew man, and God spoke a blessing to them, to him and said, I'm going to bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you, and, and I'm, the covenant is that, that God is going to bless you, and through you, the world's going to be blessed. But there's something special about the bloodline. And so one of the things that God asked Abraham to do was to circumcise all of the males in the house. So there was that line. And then later on, so 430 years or so later, God gave Moses the Ten Commandments and the, and the, the Torah, the law. And so he said, not only are you to be circumcised and your blood is important, but now you need to follow certain laws. You need to follow certain ways. And so the Jews believed that if, if you're going to follow God, then that's how you do it. You gotta, you gotta be circumcised. You gotta follow the law. This is the way you do it. And so now Jews come to Jesus and they, they put their faith in Christ. They recognize that Jesus is the Messiah. Say Messiah. He is the one that was to, to bring salvation to the world. And now they, they believe in him, but they still are who they are. FYI, after I became a Christian, I was still a cologne. Praise the Lord. My family still likes to go home hang out and eat food. That's what we like to do. My wife's family, the trees, they still, even after they came to Christ, they still like to go and do some kind of game before they do anything else. Amen? The Jews were connected to the covenant, were connected to the scriptures, to the, to the Torah. And that's how they knew. So now other people who didn't know anything about Abraham, didn't know anything about the law, now they come to Jesus. They, they put their faith in Christ. And the Jews say, yo, that's great, but you've got to follow this guy. You gotta follow it this way and you gotta do it this way. And then God is gonna be pleased with you. We start in the book of Galatians, chapter six. I'm sorry, chapter three, verse 15. And I'm gonna read a lot of scripture. And again, I want you to use your pen and your pencil. If there's something that stands out to you, underline it, circle it, however. Brothers and sisters, Paul is speaking to the Galatians. Let me take an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or add to a human covenant, that has been duly established, so it is in this case. The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Say promises. Scripture does not say unto seeds, meaning many people, but unto your seed, meaning one person who is Christ. What I mean is this. The law introduced 430 years later, meaning later after Abraham, 430 years later, does not set aside the covenant previously established by God, and thus do away with the promise. For if the inheritance depends on the law, then it no longer depends on the promise. But God in his grace gave it to Abraham through a promise. Pastor, what promise? I'm going to bless those who bless you, and through your seed, I'm going to bless your seed, and all the nations of the world are going to be blessed through you. That's the promise. Say the promise. Why then? Was the law given at all? Paul says it was added because of transgressions until the seed, who is Christ, to whom the promise referred had come. The law was given through angels and entrusted to a mediator 
A mediator, a middleman, however, implies more than one party, but God is one. Is the law therefore opposed to the promises of God? Absolutely not. For if a law had been given that could impart life, let me stop there. How many know that it doesn't matter what capital, uh, the capital does in Washington, D.C., no matter what laws they bring out there, they cannot do anything to bring life to people who need life. Amen? Did you know that? They can help us. They can help society. But they truly can't give us something that is going to give us life. If a law had been given that could impart life, then righteousness would certainly have come by the law. But Scripture has locked up everything under the control of sin. And here's what that means. In the Scripture, we see how we're supposed to live, and we recognize that day in and day out, moment by moment, we don't live that way. And so what, this, what the Paul is trying to say is that Scripture was given to us, has locked up everything under the control of sin, so that what was promised, and specifically to Abraham, being given through faith, say faith, in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. Now that this faith has come, we are no longer under our guardian. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. And listen, it's okay sometimes. Sometimes we read a little bit snippets of scripture, but sometimes to get the whole story, you need to read a little bit more. Amen. Just look at your neighbor and say, read a little bit more. Just tell them. Read a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Because maybe in reading a little bit more, you're going to get the context. You're going to get the full story. Amen? And so here, the first thing I want to talk about, here's the first villain, is the power of the promise. The power of the promise. The promise was given to our friend here. What's his name? Abraham. The promise was given to Abraham. And, and God spoke to him and said, Abraham, I'm going to bless those who bless you. And through you, all nations of the world will be blessed. I'm going to use you, your seed, your family, your descendants to bless everyone. Even back then, it was not just about the Jews. Amen? Even back then, I'm going to use you to bless everyone. Say everyone. Everyone includes you and includes me. Praise be to God. Amen? I'm going to, that's the promise. The power of the promise is that it started here. And even though between Abraham, I'm going to put Abraham up, up here for a second. Between Abraham, thanks for sitting there quietly, Abraham. Between Abraham and the cross, because we read last week that the Bible says that the seed of Abraham ultimately was Jesus the Christ. We thought it was just the Jewish people. It was a bloodline thing, but it was actually the Christ. Between Abraham and the Christ stands something that God gave to Moses called the law. Say the law. And so Jewish people by nature said, well, the covenant of Abraham, the law, you know, now we've got Jesus, but we got to do it this way. And Paul was saying, wait, 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 no, there's a power in the promise. The promise of God was given to Abraham, not by obeying, not by being perfect, but by faith, say by faith. And so that part that's bolded says what was promised being given through faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Those who believe. So here's, here's the next villain. The power of the promise. It's through faith in Christ. Believe it. It's the, the next villain. Believe it. The power 
of the promise. It's through faith in Christ. Believe it. Do you this morning believe that Jesus Christ is the one that was to come? The promise was given to Abraham, and we recognize, as we saw in the video, the Israelites, and listen, no one could fulfill the covenant promises the way that God wanted. And one came, Jesus the Christ, who was the perfect seed, the one who was promised, and he fulfilled the law. He was the only one who perfectly fulfilled the law. And he said, I'm going to come. And as the video showed, God became flesh to represent all of us so that we can now be part of those promises. And it's by faith. Say by faith. I will encourage you as well. Read the scriptures. Listen to them. Digest them. Because in them, we find the righteousness and the life of God. The scripture goes on to say, so in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free. There is there, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Here's the next villain. It's not just the power of the promise, but the next one is the people of the promise. The people of the promise. And here's who the people are. In Christ Jesus, you are all. Say all. Oh, that's good news. But I'm from Puerto Rico. I'm from Africa. I'm from Europe. It's all. Say all. But I'm not Jewish. I'm not part of the, the, the bloodline of Abraham. And Paul says, wait a second. I recognize, but I want you to see this. In Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all who were baptized into Christ. Who, is, who are those who are baptized? When you put your faith in Christ, you are baptized in water as a public declaration of what God has done inside of you. When you, are, when you publicly declare, I belong to Jesus. And when you put your faith in Christ, you are part of him. Amen? And that's what he's talking about. He's saying, those who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves in Christ. Right? We've clothed ourselves. And here's what, what the deal is. No longer the main thing is being a cologne or being a treasice or being a smith or being a dima. Those are things that are important, and God appreciates that because how many know God puts us where he wants to, amen? But the priority now is that you're going to be wearing the clothes of Christ. By faith, now Jesus comes into your life, and now you are you are wearing your clothed yourselves with Christ. So my priority is not being a Jew or a Greek, but I now belong to Christ. My priority is not being a slave or free. It doesn't matter how much power, how many dollars or little dollars you have in your bank account. Bless God. The priority is that you are clothed with Christ. Male and female. It is no longer the priority, the biggest thing. Oh, no, but you're a woman and, 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 oh, and I'm a man and so I, I have this. No, no, Jesus says, no, no. Paul says, no, 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 no longer. We are all one. Say, we're all one. We are all one. The people of the promise. Here's the next one. It's available to all. Receive it. It's available to all. Receive it. It's available to all. Receive it. I will not have time today to go into the final part of it. But I am going to give you the fill-in because I'm nice like that. <laughs> and I want you to, when you go home, 
Look at these words. Look at this scripture. And remember that God spoke to Abraham in a promise and certainly spoke to Moses and gave him the law. But the cross of Christ is the one that unites us all, no matter whether you're male, female, Jew, Greek, no matter what your circumstances are, it unites us. And here's the final one. It's the purpose of the promise. The purpose of the promise. It's redemption, adoption, and freedom. And here's my encouragement to you to live it, to live it, to live it. So we have the power of the promise. It's through faith in Christ. Believe it. The people of the promise, it's available to all. Receive it. And the purpose of the promise, it's redemption, adoption, and freedom. Live it. That's my encouragement for you today. It's an encouragement from the scriptures. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. We bless it in the name of Jesus. Help us to believe you, to receive what you have for us, and to live it out in Jesus' name. And everyone said,